Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Evan Dzinski. And I'm Kenzie Dzinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach. And this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. We are in the middle of a series called Seven Lessons in Seven Years. This episode is episode four in that series, which corresponds with year four of our marriage. Our biggest lesson in year four is how we walk through grief, because in year four, Kenzie and I experienced an ectopic pregnancy. We've thought a lot about how to share this episode with you because it could easily be an hour long. But instead, we've decided to do it in an interview form to share as much as we can in a 15-minute episode. Yeah, and this episode may not be as easy to listen to, but the reason we are sharing as much as we are is because we know we're not the only ones who've gone through this experience. And so for those who have, we want you to feel like you're not alone in it. And we'll explain a little bit more about that toward the end of the episode. So Kinsey, for those out there who haven't heard of an ectopic pregnancy, can you explain what that is? Sure. So an ectopic pregnancy is one where a fertilized egg implants outside of the uterus, therefore making it unviable for life because to date, somehow, we still don't have the technology to transplant a fertilized egg that's that delicate into the uterus. And so it causes the pregnancy to be unviable for life and puts the mother at risk for internal bleeding. So that was our experience of pregnancy loss. And just so you as the listener know how prevalent this is, statistics show that one in four pregnancies ends in miscarriage, while one in 50 pregnancies is ectopic. So before we move forward with talking about the grief process and what we learned, could you share a little of the background and the journey we had in trying to start a family? Yeah, so we actually started trying to get pregnant in year three, and... We had talked a lot, even before then, about the timeline of getting pregnant and when we wanted to start trying. So we were already having discussions about that for several months. And then when we started trying to get pregnant, a few months went along, no pregnancy. A few more months went along, no pregnancy. And for me, because I'd had people in my life who'd experienced infertility, I didn't have any unrealistic expectations that it would happen right away. For us, we didn't find out that we were pregnant until nine months in. However, at that point, I was already about eight weeks along. And because of that, when we did find out we were pregnant, everything by necessity happened very quickly. So on a Saturday, we found out we were pregnant. On Sunday, we were talking through when to tell our family, already incorporating this idea of having a child into our mental schemas. And then Monday, I went to the doctor and they gently explained what I explained to you all at the beginning of this episode, that my pregnancy was ectopic, that I was already so far along, and that I would need to have emergency surgery the following morning. So yeah, it was a crazy whirlwind of events. Immediately after it happened, we were in the hospital for 48 hours. Can you talk a little bit about how you were feeling during that time? Yeah, so from the time we got the news to the time that I got home and told you and shared with our family and ended up back in the hospital, I was just experiencing distress and despair like I'd never experienced in my life. Like, 
You know, in the movies, when you see women just like fall to the ground, completely heartbroken, that's how I felt. And there was already a part of me that had formed an attachment to this life that I didn't know I had inside of me. But as soon as we found out we were pregnant, I began to form an attachment to the idea of this dream and of our future child. And so to have that be taken away so quickly was very disorienting and caused so many different emotions, but it was just immediate grief. And there was also fear because I was about to have surgery. There was just a lot of unknown and unexpected happening within a very short time frame. How were you feeling during those 48 hours? Yeah, those 48 hours were very different for me because of your experience that you just explained physically and emotionally. I just had a very brief moment of grief during that time. Immediately when you started feeling pain and you had the emotional response that you did, and I saw this immediate grief, I think it was just instinctual for me that I went into this protective, caring mode that I just had to suppress any feelings of grief that I might be having at the time to take care of you and make sure that you were getting the treatment that you needed. So while you were feeling despair, I was kind of just asking a lot of questions. Like, why is this happening? I don't understand. I've never even heard of this until it did happen. And what can we do? It was a very difficult time and a very different experience for the both of us. And in the weeks and months that followed, this became evident. So, Kinsey, can you talk about your personal grief journey and how it played out in those weeks and months that followed? Well, in the first few weeks after coming home, I was still recovering physically. So, that was my first focus. But after I began to feel better, I had more margin to experience all of my grief again and to process all of those emotions. I spent a lot of time journaling, just processing out my thoughts talking to the Lord about what had just happened and how I was experiencing things on a day-to-day basis. And I certainly cried more tears than I've ever cried probably in my entire life during those few months afterward. And initially, I felt very supported because I had most of the people that I love show up for me and be there to bring a meal or just sit and listen, or even if I could tell that they weren't comfortable with what had happened or with me talking about it, that they showed up anyway, despite their discomfort with my pain or grief. But, you know, in time, life moves on and people's lives move on and you're still processing your grief, but you're doing it alone because you're the only one who really had an attachment to this life. And so I had you, but we were having different experiences. And so I just felt across the board like few people understood, and that created a lonely experience. Nonetheless, I was okay with my grief experience because I think as a therapist, I know how important it is to process all the way through an experience like that. And so even though I was still grieving actively beyond a point where it seemed like a lot of other people felt comfortable, I knew that I needed to do the work now and on the front end if I was to really be okay and feel healed and resolved moving forward. But again, I know we had different experiences during that time, so I'd love for you to share what your experience was in the months that followed. 
Yeah, my experience stayed pretty consistent with what had happened in the hospital. When we got home from hospital, you were still in pain for several weeks and still needed someone to help do things for you and take care of you as you recovered from your surgery. And then as a husband, I was seeing my wife cry more than I've ever seen anyone cry as you were experiencing that grief. And so as I watched that happen, all of my feelings and emotions and grief, for the most part, stayed suppressed, which was easy for me to do anyway because I'm very good at compartmentalizing things. So that just seemed like an easy, natural response for me. But it wasn't until months and months later when... Father's Day rolled around, and when the due date came up, that I actually started experiencing some of the grief and those emotions started coming out, that I had actually experienced a loss. But after some time of having talked about our different journeys, even though we had communicated those things to each other, we began to get frustrated in how we were unable to understand each other. Yeah, well, like Evan said, I was watching him have a very different experience, and I couldn't articulate this at the time, but I wanted him to have the same experience as me. Like, I wanted it to be a shared experience, and so I would want to talk about it a lot. And Evan is an excellent listener, but I could tell that there were times where he began to get uncomfortable with how much I was needing to process, and that was frustrating for me, and... As he was trying to explain where he was, because I would ask him, what are you feeling? What are you going through? And without realizing it, it wasn't the response I wanted necessarily or what I expected. I think I wanted more of a show of emotion like I was having. And so as much as I tried to understand him and empathize with where he was coming from, I could not understand at the time. Now I do that his focus was mostly on me during that season until I was well enough for him to experience his grief is almost how it happened. But at the time, it felt like, how can you not care as much as I do? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. So after struggling to understand each other for months, we realized we needed some help to feel connected again. So we actually decided to go to marriage counseling for our grief. Yeah, we met with this wonderful psychologist and licensed marriage and family therapist named Charlotte. And she was wonderful in helping us walk through our experience. First of all, we didn't know how much normalizing we needed of our experience. Just for someone to say, wow, what you all went through was really traumatic and very complex and nuanced. And there are a lot of pieces that a lot of people will never be able to understand. Here's a safe space for you all to process that and to feel normal about your grief journey in the months following. And one other piece of our therapy that was extremely helpful was understanding our differing experiences in those first 48 hours. Having a third party who could reflect back what each of us was feeling and to watch someone normalize both of our experiences allowed me to hear what he was saying differently and to realize that it had come from a very caring place, not an uncaring place at all. You know, it's like you can be present for the same event, but experience it completely differently and be processing it completely differently, and that's okay. It was just that four years ago, when this happened to us, so unexpectedly, with no way to prepare for it or the aftermath of it, it was incredibly helpful to have that reminder and to be able to see each other and the past several months in a new light. 
Yeah, the biggest takeaway for me is that through all of our grief in the months that followed, we were wanting each other to have the same experience, and we just couldn't get past that. Because I think after it happened, we were hoping that we would grow stronger through the process. And it was only when we allowed each other to have different experiences that we did actually feel stronger and more connected. And the grief counseling really helped and Charlotte really helped us understand that in each other. So after working through our own grief and feeling stronger on the other side of it, Kinsey, can you talk about your heart for couples who have experienced pregnancy loss? Yeah, well, after our loss and talking to so many different women, because going back to last week's episode, at the time, I was still operating a gymnastics business. And so I had access to about 100 moms who were sympathizing with me in my grief and saying, I've experienced a miscarriage too, or I've experienced an ectopic pregnancy too. And so I took some of them up on their offers to talk with me and to process and to ask questions. And what I found was that this experience that we were having as a couple was the same experience that many of those women were also having in their marriages. And when I asked, well, what did you do? How did you move forward? How did you guys reconnect? There wasn't a good answer. As a culture, we've gotten a lot better about acknowledging pregnancy loss among women, but not so much among men or talking about it from a couple's experience. And so after making sure that I was fully healed and got affirmation of that, I took 40 hours of continuing education in pregnancy loss and infertility and helping couples with that through couples therapy. And what I discovered from the few who were doing research on this topic and how pregnancy loss affects couples, there are very similar experiences to what we walked through, which is why we've decided to share this part of our story so openly because I know a lot of people feel alone in their experience and like their loss is invisible and unrecognized. And then if you don't have resources to talk about it as a couple, it can be easy to think, well, what's wrong with us? This isn't normal. We're not okay when actually you are. And so even with the title of this episode, we just wanted to draw your attention to it's okay to grieve differently, especially around something like pregnancy loss or infertility or infant loss or a shared loss that impacts you in very different ways. Yes, that's so true. So how can listeners work with you if they've recently experienced pregnancy loss or they have in the past and still feel like they need to work through some things? Yeah, so if couples go to bravemarriage.com slash pregnancy dash loss, they can read more about the service I offer in that regard. They can also go ahead and contact me through bravemarriage.com slash contact. Whether they're interested in a phone consultation if they don't reside in my state to process their experience and help get connected with a grief counselor in their area, or if they are in the state of Kentucky, they're welcome to contact me to process through either a recent experience or, like you said, something that happened years ago that they want more resolution over and to come out feeling stronger than they may have felt up until this point. And if you all have any questions, whether you have a friend who's experienced pregnancy loss or grief that's impacting them significantly, or whether you've experienced this yourself, we would love to hear from you. And you can text us at 502-221-3845 to let us know your names, 
how we can be praying for you this week. Again, that's 502-221-3845. And we truly would be honored to hear from you. And our prayer for you is that the peace of Christ would comfort your hearts, whatever season you're in, whatever you're going through, whether it's a pregnancy loss, whether it's a different type of loss, or whether it's just a hard season in your marriage. And I pray that the Lord would give you strength and courage to come to Him and to come together through every season. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Love is not about Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile